This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Best-selling author John Gordon is joining us. Uh, he's got another winner out. He's been a, a bestseller six times at least. He's written uh, upwards of uh, 20 books. The guy's, every book he does is a killer. Uh, it just, people love it and teams love this guy. You name it. Uh, he's worked with all of them. It's insane, this guy's creds with teams uh, from Davo Swinney at Clemson to, you know, uh, the Dodgers, uh, the Pirates, the Eagles, the Falcons, uh, the Miami Heat. He's worked with the Rams. He's worked with the Chicago Cubs. He's even spent time at West Point with the cadets. So uh, he's an incredible speaker and author. He joins us about his new book, The Coffee Bean. How you doing there, John? I'm doing good. Great to be with you. So uh, you grew up. Uh, on Long Island, and uh, and now you're down in Florida. Tell me, what uh, did you get out of uh, working with all those teams and, and guys like Dabo Swinney? You're around a lot of fascinating people. It has to help you uh, in some capacity or another. It does. You know, I'm, they're speaking, but I'm also learning from every coach I work with. So Dabo, his belief, his leadership, his optimism, I've never seen a – a coach and a leader like him. He believes in his players more than they believe in themselves. Worked with Sean McVay right the last three years. I, I talked to Sean when he just got the job. He was just 30 years old to see the way he has led. You know, with the Dominican Sioux, Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib last year and that team, there wasn't one problem, right? They were all issues on other teams, but, but Sean led with such a, a, a great conviction to develop relationships, to invest in those guys. And then you see how he builds the culture, and now you see success. So I learned from a lot of these guys, you know, invest in the culture, invest in the root, develop the relationships, and you get the fruit. Do you, uh, do you like uh, when you get involved with these teams? Like, uh, and uh, when you go in there, what is the goal? What is the plan when you're dealing with all these, uh, let's face it, if you're dealing with all these major league teams or NFL teams, you're, you're talking about a lot of, you know, wealthy athletes, and then there's a lot of that, like even in your book, uh, I think that in the coffee bean, there's some semblance of talking about uh, the we before me. There's a lot of these guys in the NFL, uh, you, like we're dealing with now, this Brown character, Jalen Ramsey, these guys that put themselves before everyone else. Uh, you talk about that a lot. What's it like dealing with the teams and you see all these guys that could either uh, care less about anything you say because they got so much money, they just are like, who is this guy? You know, when you first walk in, they might be thinking that, but when you're sharing things that can help them improve and you're sharing things that can help them be a great team, everyone wants to be part of a great team. You know, no one wants to be part of a, a crappy team, right? They, they want to be great. And so when you can help them become part of a great team, and yeah, they made a lot of money, but they all want to be some part of something bigger than themselves. And so I, I was with the Browns this year, right? And you know, Freddie Kitchen is doing a great job developing the relationships with the players. OBJ was there. I mean, great guy. Really, you know, really, you know, gets a bad rap by by some people. Then you're with him, and you're like, wow, this guy really cares about his team. He's a craftsman. Shows up every day to strive to be great. So 
you know, I've just seen like that guys that seem like they're a problem. When you get a coach that invests in them and you create a culture that they want to be a part of, like the Patriots, you, you have success. So a lot of times it's leadership and culture. But when you're there during training camp, I am or spring training for baseball, I was with the Cubs this year, tough loss tonight, right, to, to see that. It's always about how, we, how they bounce back, how they come back stronger, and, and how they can get better. So I've had actually a lot of great experience with guys that might be considered – you know, problems in other teams. Or poison. Uh, you were at Emory, I'm, I'm seeing that in Atlanta. Did you get uh, motivated when you were getting your master's there to start uh, writing these uh, great books and becoming a speaker? No, my, my motivation, by the way, I used to come see you all the time in Atlanta when you were there. So I, I uh, actually was a, a fan of yours for a long time. Uh, so that's, I was, that's I, awesome. Yeah, I got my master's in teaching at Emory. And for me, my wife almost left me when we moved to Jacksonville. I was 30 years old. I was miserable, negative. I had two small children. Right. I lost my job, and everything was falling apart. And that's when I just said, what am I born to do? Why am I here? Writing and speaking came to me. Never thought I'd be working with all these teams and organizations, right? But that started me on this journey. And then I wrote a book called The Energy Bus. All these coaches started to use it. Jack Del Rio was actually the first coach in 2007 with the Jaguars who used that book and brought me in to speak. Then Mike Smith did with the Falcons. And after that, it just took off. Yeah, I'm friends with uh, Dimitrov. Did they love you with Blank and Dimitrov and the Falcons and Smith? They did for those first five years, <laughs> and then, and then those last two uh, when Mike wasn't doing too well and 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 lost his job. Mike and I actually wrote a book called "You Win in the Locker Room First, right? Where we talk about what went right those first five years, what went wrong the last two. He actually shares his mistakes and what he did wrong, which is actually very refreshing. And so, uh, yeah, that was a great experience working with them for all those years. I was there when Matt Ryan was a rookie. Turned them around from four and twelve to eleven and five, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like those books. Like uh, I read Tillman Fertitta's book about the, you know, what to do when your business is failing, and you know, instead of all people writing about how wonderful they are, how rich they are, how fabulous, and how much money they're making, and I loved hearing or learning about what to do when you're dealing with crisis and dealing with failure and dealing with rejection, dealing with. Uh, you know, you're, they're going to padlock your, the doors of your company. I, I find it fascinating. You just said that you learned a lot from guys, you know, from, from their mistakes and from uh, how to recover from being in a hole. Yes. That's how you learn the most. Like, what did we do wrong? How can we get better? How can we improve? And so I learn a lot, and a lot of these coaches learn a lot from what they did wrong. But you're right. A lot of the books are like, this is how we won the championship, and this is all the great things I did. But with Mike in this book, we wanted to share what he did wrong. I can't tell you how many coaches have brought me in to speak because they read that book and they said how it was so refreshing to learn from Mike's mistakes. And they looked at their GM, they looked at their owner, and they said, okay, we're, we're, we're disconnected right now. We've got to get reconnected again because if you don't have an owner and you don't have a GM and coach that are, that are, are if they're not connected, you will not have a great team in the long run, a team that's not connected not connected at the top, will crumble at the bottom. John Gordon with us, the great author and speaker. Uh, he's got a great book out. It came out this summer, The Coffee Bean. Uh, it really is fascinating about, and it, and it is about, is, is it not about Damon, Damon West? Is he the guy that did the book with you, the story about this guy becoming a meth addict? We did it together. He actually wrote a, an autobiography called The Change Agent about his life. The Coffee Bean is an analogy that he learned in prison from a fellow prisoner that said, look, prison is like a big pot of boiling hot water. When that 
carrot is put into hot water, it gets weakened. When that egg is put into hot water, it gets hardened. You don't want to be the carrot. You don't want to get weakened. You don't want to be the egg. You don't want to get hardened and get that harder, bitter, you know, heart. You don't want to get all tattoos and join a gang in there. You want to be like the coffee bean that transforms the environment you're in. You have to transform prison. Don't let prison transform you into something bad, into something you're not. And so he decided he was going to make an impact in prison. He was there for seven years. He was addicted to meth, burglarizing homes. He got 65 years in prison, but he gets out in seven because of of good behavior, gets on parole, and now he's out for the last three years. He's speaking to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Dabo Sweeney actually told me about him and his message. That's how I heard about the coffee bean. I said, man, that's a great message. I got to reach out to this guy. This should be a book. I Googled. There was no book on the coffee bean or this analogy because everyone's dealing with pressure, right? Everyone has expectations. We got all this negativity in the world, and this is a story about being a coffee bean, transforming your environment, not allowing all this stuff to impact you. And uh, so, yeah, Damon and I did it together. We haven't even ever met in person. We talked on the phone. We we had a great conversation. We actually wrote the book, came up with the idea, what we're going to write about. It's a 20-minute read, and it really is helping a lot of teams and organizations to be coffee beans. Well, how did you, like, I mean, honest to God, how do you, like, uh, that's brilliant on your part, honestly, to figure out that there's an idea here, there's a something that I can turn this into, this story of this guy in prison, uh, and, and make it fascinating and, and make it a, a New York Times bestseller. What in God's name prompted you to do a book about some guy addicted to meth? I mean, it's just crazy, but it's brilliant. Yeah, it, well, it's not brilliant in, in, on my part. I think I just saw that this was a message that needed to be told. I have been sharing a lot with professional and college athletes talking about inside out, right? The power is on outside. The power is inside. And even uh, like Russell Westbrook, when I was at Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm there, and I was talking, and they said, you know, what has a bigger impact on a team, home field advantage in baseball or home court advantage in basketball? And I said, neither. When you know the outside just no- is noise, you create inside out. That's where the power is. You know, that's how you have the impact from your spirit, your passion, your joy, your love. That's how you create. Russell said, that's what I think. He said, most of the guys in the league believe in home court advantage. He goes, I know it isn't true. I just go do what I do and play my game. And the point was, when I, when I heard the coffee bean, I realized that is the perfect analogy to share the inside out message. So I knew it was something special. John Gordon with us. Uh, so of all your... Uh... Of all your books that have been so successful, um, you know, uh, which one has been been your favorite? Like uh, that that like meant the most to you, and that changed your life the most? Because all of them have been so fascinating. Which one did you like the most? Well, Energy Bus has changed my life the most because it has sold the most and allowed me to really get into the most teams and organizations. But I would say probably the most special is definitely Training Camp, which is about an undrafted rookie trying to make it in the NFL and. He gets injured and and has to learn the winning habits that separate the best from the rest. And he has to overcome his his fear, find his faith to become all that he's meant to be. And I just love that because I think it's the journey that we all have to go on, Mm -hmm. overcome our fear to become all that we are meant to be in this life and on this journey, whether you're an athlete or – or someone in a, in a in the professional world will all have to deal with that. So for me, I think that's the most special. Damian Lillard actually read that book twice. He read it twice before his rookie season, reached out after his rookie season and said it really helped him realize how hard he would have to work to make it in the NBA to see the success he has had. I know it wasn't an accident. He put the time and effort in to work hard and, and, and really be great. So, uh, John, let me ask you about, uh, you know, West Point is uh, uh, just – 
you know, it's iconic. And uh, it, it's a place that people have no idea what goes on there. But I, my thing is, when you went there, how did that work out for you? Because, you know, these people, let's just face facts, they don't take advice too well up there. They they, they call their own <laughs> shots. They make their own rules up there. They they run things their way. They don't, like, outsiders. I've seen the Yankees go in there and spend a day with them and, uh, you know, play baseball with the guys and, and things of this nature and uh, be close to the cadets and, and, and see what it's like to live their life there. That had to be a, a, an unbelievable experience for you. And that they let you in there to do your thing. Uh, is that not about accurate? I mean, it would seem strange for them to like open their doors to the outside because they don't really listen to anyone. It was, it was a huge honor, and they are a leadership factory. They said that the history we teach is about the people we have taught. Think about that. The people who have gone to West Point literally have created history that they now teach. So. Going there, definitely very humbling, and I, I even asked them, like, what can I share that, that they have, haven't heard before? Like, this is the place where leadership is developed. Like, I felt almost, like, unqualified. What, what do you want me to share? They said, John, we need positive leadership. Like, we need that, you know, even though we know leadership, we get down. We allow circumstances and events to, to challenge us. So we really want you to talk about positive leadership and a lot of our, our young cadets, you know, they are just developing as a leader. So speak to them like you would any other group because they need to hear these messages as well. And I, I think we're moving in a place where even the military is looking for ways to enhance collaborative leadership to get people to work together in teams and become stronger teams. And here's the key. You'll never have commitment commitment without connection. So when we talk about how, how to become a connected team, to become a committed team, I believe that's for everybody. All right, so I got to fly to uh, L.A. on, uh, what is it, Carver High, next Thursday morning at like 6 a.m.? I got to go get, uh, I got to get one of your books because I like to read a book when I fly uh, across country. I told you I read Tillman's book when I read a, uh, flew to Vegas a couple weeks ago. Uh, which one should I read, do you think? Energy Bus, Training Camp, the uh, Positive uh, Leadership book. Which one do you think I should uh, go get before I go on my trip, John? Give me the juice. I think the power of positive leadership, if you just, you know, if you're interested in Dabo and Sean McVay and Dave Roberts, who I've worked with with the Dodgers, right. and just, you know, just understanding, like, their leadership style. Alan Mulally, who turned around Ford when he was a leader in 2006 and they were losing $14 billion. I mean, really just cool stories like that of these leaders and how they've led. And, again, talking about it's not Pollyanna positive, right? It's, it's the real optimism and belief that allows us to turn around organizations and teams. So last question, John. Uh, I'm a Pirate fan my whole life. I'm from Pittsburgh. And uh, when you walked out of there after you spoke with the Pittsburgh Pirates yes. and you got in your limo, did you drive away and think, let me just ask this, Christ, that team's never going to win. And then, end quote, or was there like a more positive thing going on there? Because we haven't won in like 100 years, and I'm about done with it. Like, what did you, when you walked out of that building, what did you think of that bunch of losers? Well, I never think that, but I, I do love Clint Hurdle. And that organization is really great about building a culture. I was there a few years. They were having some success, and they were on the cusp, right? And and um, I just, yeah, I, I think that, they got great people in the organization. But they're about to fire all of them. Sometimes you need talent to win, right? Sometimes yeah. it's also about talent. Like, no matter how positive we are, you got to have talent. Working with the Miami Heat, 
great culture, amazing people. But if you don't have like the guys that are are, are top in the league, you're not going to be great no matter what you do. The fact that they were uh, almost a game away each time to make the playoffs the last few years that says a lot, given how much they were they were doing. Pirates, I understand your frustration. I do. I would love to see them do better, knowing Clint. Yeah, I like Glenn Hurdle a lot. I think uh, he might be doomed, though, with everything that's happened. John Gordon, great stuff. Check out uh, all of his books and certainly The Coffee Bean, and you can check out uh, every other book he's done. He's got an incredible cachet, The uh, Energy Bus Training Camp. You win in the locker room first. Power of positive leadership, power of positive team. John, a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the bench. I appreciate your kind words about my days in Atlanta. Thanks for uh, coming on CBS Sports Radio. Continued success, my friend. Thanks. Huge fan, and this was just a highlight of my life to be on with you. Thanks so much. You're the man, John Gordon, the great author, New York Times bestseller. Check out The Coffee Bean in bookstores. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.